0: Ooh. What's up? You know you're feeling that beat right there. We're coming live at you from Orange County All Mindset Studio on this beautiful Friday. We are extremely blessed. I'm so grateful. My man, the people's advisors in the studio live with What's us today. What's up,
1: y'all? Good morning, good Once morning. Day, man,
0: bringing the heat. How you been, Matt?
1: Hey, man, been fantastic. I'm excited. Man. Q2 is started and we're on fire.
0: I love that, man. You brought the fire before we even hit Q2.
1: Well, I just had to mention, it's Fire Friday, right? That's my Fire Friday.
0: Fire Friday. Well, you know, we we got a pretty busy entrepreneur in this studio. Uh, This guy has uh, been running on the clock. Time is money. I'm excited to uh, share his story, introduce him to our listeners. Many of you already know the man and probably have not been as privileged as I have to meet him, but hopefully you get a chance to. You're definitely going to connect with him out there on social without any delay. My man, Mr. Chris. Muzan. What's up, Chris? How you been, What's
2: man? What's going on, guys? How are you? Oh, we're doing well. Listen is that radio voice you hear, right there. You hear that, right? I've been working on that just for you guys. Man, <laughs> you, you,
0: you must be serenading some of your clients out there with that sound. They love the voice. They love it. That's, <laughs> That's awesome. cool, man. Absolutely. Well, well, Chris, uh, I definitely appreciate you visiting us at the studio today. I know you got such a busy schedule, and I'm excited to to dig deep into how it all started, the entrepreneur journey, and how you've been able to bring together this successful uh, energy business and results to what you've been creating so hey i
2: appreciate you guys having me here man it's it was good to connect we got a chance to sit down and have lunch and we obviously met back at uh age 2021 20, so it's good to just con- constantly follow up with people that are good people in the industry making big things happen so
1: i appreciate you guys having me yeah thank you, man. i appreciate that thank it's, you it's uh it's not all that common in the world that we get to run into people who have a lot of like like-mindedness to absolutely. what we're doing like we went to agent 2021 right we care about social shout out to gary v Media. that's right gary v. Yeah, yeah man so it's cool thanks for coming in
0: absolutely before we dig deep chris uh, share with our listeners where can they find you out there on social media
2: yeah so basically everywhere you want to find me it's at cmuzon1 so i'll spell it at c-m-o-u-z-o-n-1 that's on instagram facebook twitter snapchat LinkedIn,
1: wherever you want. Yeah, and now's the time to follow because you're about to miss. At, well, I guess with social, you can always go back and watch it, right? But yeah. you got some some awesome stuff about to pop off. We were just chatting before we got started on uh, the the very short future. Some awesome stuff coming up. So absolutely, absolutely, content is the key, right? We all learned that from Gary and other
2: people out there. So we it's just about putting out more and more content.
0: Content is king, man. You know, you were mentioning all these social media handles, and um, of all of them which one has been driving the most success for you recently in the in the past year in
2: the past year it'd be instagram right instagram? yeah instagram is just it's it's the platform right now you guys know that yeah, right absolutely. but i feel like you have to be on every platform so my content is different on every single platform i was just i was talking to uh one one of my friends yesterday about just the fact that if you followed me on every single platform you would actually see a different part of my life Right. on every platform yeah right like my my facebook has a lot of my family stuff but my linkedin is all business to business stuff right mm-hmm. so it's it's about creating content and being uh, native to that platform right this is all right. the stuff gary talks about
0: you know it, it's cool that you said that um so you already have strategy using these different platforms break it down for our listeners where you leverage or material you leverage on instagram versus linkedin
2: absolutely so linkedin is all business to business for me right when someone goes in with the mindset, if if you're on LinkedIn, right, you're looking at your profile, you're looking at the feed. It's all business stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all people that are in business, are CEOs, um, care about advancing in their career, whatever it is. Way right? more of them are there to make money, exactly, or to share how to do it, or it's e- all connected
1: to that, right? Exactly.
2: So that's LinkedIn, but right, Instagram is is where the hype is at right now, right? So you mm-hmm. can put a lot of motivational stuff, right? A lot of um, just things that people would wanna see that grab people's attention, right? That's what you're putting on, on Instagram and you're getting different followers, you're getting different interactions, mm-hmm. different communication. So, you know, that's why I just try to be different on every single platform.
1: Where would you say you're the the deepest rooted? Instagram, you got the most following and care about building there and that type and, of stuff? Yeah, for sure for sure, Instagram, but I,
2: I do spend time on all the platforms, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I talked to some of my team about this, but it's really about spending, Three, four, five hours a day on all these different platforms, putting out five to ten tweets, making sure I'm doing Instagram stories and Snapchat, right? Then on Facebook, a little bit of family stuff, but I run Facebook ads, so I, I'm still on that platform. And then, like I said, Instagram is just where everyone's attention is right now. So
0: right. That's fire, man. You mentioned attention. Now, to, to our listeners or those that haven't been privileged to meet you and know about your story, sure. uh, you're an entrepreneur. Why don't you take us back maybe um, a little bit about what you currently do?
2: Sure so I'm so I'm in the insurance investment world right Work with the company world world financial group um, wfg wfg right
0: pretty large organization international
2: uh, not international but we are all over North America Canada uh, Puerto Rico Guam over 60,000 licensed agents in the company Wow Um, so definitely huge in process is still growing right taking over the market the world bro. Yeah, absolutely man. world
0: financial group taking over the taking world. over
2: the world that would be the goal that would be the goal <laughs> right so i've been been in that business for about five years now both my wife and i are in business together great job um so you know so both commission
0: earners correct both. what's what's your take uh, when individuals are scared to get into commission they're looking for that salary what's what's your perspective on salary versus commission
2: well i mean at the end at the end of the day and we and we know this guys right having a salary is like security, right? Like you feel like, well, I don't I, I'm not confident in my skills enough necessarily, so I need someone to pay me a check, mm-hmm. right? So I can show up, I can just do what I got to do and I know I'm going to get money. On the on the other side for people like us who are confident in what we do and our abilities and our skills, we know that we'll make substantially more money if we get paid for our efforts than if we just got paid for our time.
0: Well mm-hmm. said. You yeah. know So where, where does your entrepreneur mindset stem from? I mean, who's the entrepreneur that inspired you to, to have the conference that you have? I'll, I'll
2: be honest with you, and I don't think she even knows this. It's my wife.
0: Wow, props to your wife. Yeah, it's my wife. Because before this- Miss Miss Muzan.
2: That's right. Shout it out. What's up, babe? Probably going to listen to this. <laughs> Maybe she's watching these <laughs> online. Maybe she's, she's watching, online. right? Yeah, that's, she's watching. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. But yeah, so when, when we met, like my wife has always been entrepreneurial minded, right? She's always been that way. She never really does well with authority. <laughs> right. So she never really could have a boss. She always ran a business or did something like that. But me, I was super, super employee minded. Right. Like I did everything that my mom said. Right. Go to school, get good grades, get some higher education, get a job. Right. Like just what we know. But then after meeting my wife and I saw her hustle and I saw her getting after it and I saw her and her brother making money. Right. I was watching from afar and well, not from afar, but close. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that, that could be something that I could do. Right, because I knew that working for somebody long term wasn't gonna really get me to where I wanted to be or get my family to where we wanted to be, so I figured I'd have to transition at some point. I just never knew what it was that I was gonna get into. Right, while I, my my previous career, I was I was a restaurant manager, worked at the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. Right, props so to cheesecake. Cheese, props to Cheesecake. Send us a cheesecake. cheesecake right? Factory. <laughs> right. Shout out to cheesecake. <laughs> we are fans. <laughs> I might be able to hook you guys up with something. Oh, bro, you just did. <laughs> that's all we needed. That's
0: all you needed,
1: right? You did. What, what is a, a lead, right? Uh, name, number, and excuse to call? That's right. You just gave him a good excuse to call. There you go. Cheesecake Factory sponsor. There it is.
2: <laughs> so that's, that's where I started. And then I, I have my background is restaurants. Like I said, associates in culinary arts, bachelors in food service management. Wow. So I just knew that At some point, I was going to branch out, maybe open my own restaurant, right? Do something like that. So while I'm at the Cheesecake Factory, I'm really thinking about all right, what business can I start? So I started a small consulting business for restaurants, right? That was my first like venture into entrepreneurship. With the exception of like when you're a kid and you like sell candy and stuff. Hey, that's like, entrepreneurship. It is, right? A common
1: theme here. I never sold any candy or anything, but there's a common theme with people who we have on here. It's like everybody was rolling with backpacks and candy in in, in, in school. We had right? to sell
0: what the kids would buy, bro. I mean, what were
1: you selling as a kid? Yourself. I guess, yeah. I was, the looks, the bro. Looks. bro. The looks. I, I was just setting up the relationships for later. <laughs> but no, I wasn't I How's that enough? going, by the way? <laughs> it's going pretty good i guess <laughs> well no and, uh, sorry, sorry for the
2: interruption that's man. Okay. On the candy story <laughs> it's okay we're looking at matt's looks man hot so chris
0: tell us man you you start consulting while you were at cheesecake factory and then but it was you real brief consulting to
2: it was real brief right i didn't have the entrepreneur mindset that i have right now so i probably talked to i don't know 20 restaurant owners and i got donuts from it so i was like ah, i'm not gonna do this anymore This isn't working. That's cool that you said
0: donuts, man, because a lot of people have no idea what you're talking about. Really? Yeah. (laughs) But we have a donut theme in our office. Do you really? We do, bro. That's so cool. It's
2: that like-mindedness, right? We just play off each other. So So right
0: now, people are Googling what donut means. Yeah, (laughs) Good luck on that one. (laughs) That's cool.
2: But yeah, so I just kind of gave up on that business, right? Just kind of was like, ah, this doesn't work out. And then, I think it was probably about two years later, two and a half years later, WFG falls on us. Right, I get prospected by by somebody just literally leaving the Cheesecake Factory and he just talks to me. We exchange numbers. Did he recruit you
0: at the Cheesecake Factory? Um, not really. I mean, did you meet him through through serving him? No, I okay. I
2: only met him because I was leaving work one day and he pulled up in his car and rolled down his window.
0: Wow, that's what you call recruiting. Wow, that's serious. that is props, man. Absolutely. That is Absolutely. props. The guy it's that, for him.
2: The guy that brought, brought me into business, shout out Robert Ropati. He's a savage. Shout out to Robert, man. Absolutely. Yeah, anyone who savage. pulls
0: up on a server who just left with 200 bucks cash in their pocket tired <laughs> and is willing to have a conversation about, yo, man, how much longer do you want to serve food, bro? Sure. Let's talk.
2: Sure. And that's well, I wasn't a server. I was a manager, but not like that's any better. Wow. So
0: that means you left but later. I did, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> without 200 <laughs> without bucks without cash 200, in Without cash in my <laughs> pocket. <laughs> exactly. Without cash. <laughs> I know what's up. But,
2: but basically he was just like, man, you, you look sharp. And, uh, you know, we just had a conversation. That's and then cool. seven or eight months later. We decided to come on board. My wife and I took a serious look at the business and was like, hey, this is a serious business that we can grow. And I was like, man, it makes sense to me. Plus, I want to get into entrepreneurship. So, let's give this thing, you know, let's give this thing a try.
0: That's so cool. And this is how long ago? Five years ago? It was about
2: five years ago. Five years man.
0: Props to Robert, man. He, yeah. he, he connected with the manager saying, you know what? Bring all the servers, bro. <laughs> yeah,
1: so... I got a question for you, right? You're getting out of work. You're you're tired. It's the end of the day. Who knows what part of the week it's at, right? And mm-hmm. you're obviously a positive minded type of person. But he said something to you, right? You you look like you're dressed sharp. You're put together. That stuff. I always wonder because I'm big on first impressions. You can't change it, and always being prepared and ready and suited and you know for attracting that type of stuff. Sure. When he said that to you, did you feel like, damn, thanks for the compliment. I try, or was it like? Is this guy for real? Like I'm not even <laughs> in that point. mode, you know. Yeah. And and I asked that because either you made the impression and made him roll the window down, right. Or he was rolling through the parking lot asking everybody that, and you happen to be the one. Like, how did right. that go down? You think in so? Your head? In in my head, I believe that I was dressed sharp, right? right. Like I, I I I went to work dressed. And, and nice. you're dressed
0: sharp right now, man. For the people who aren't seeing you, I man, appreciate this you guy guy's crispy. I appreciate so. you guys. Absolutely. I'm trying to catch up to you too. Come guys. on, man. Does he think? look like he came off a yacht? <laughs> Looks like you have to step on a yacht.
2: I got to get some different shoes on for that. I don't have the yacht shoes on. But um, well, you know what
1: yacht shoes are. It means you've been on one. I've been around
2: people that have been there on one. Usually we
0: take our shoes off on the yacht, but I hear you.
2: <laughs> Funny story, segue, um, sidebar. My college professor, one of my college professors was Tiger Woods' personal chef on his yacht. Wow. wow that's yeah. pretty cool. And I was always trying to get an invite. I never got invited, (laughs) but it's okay. Don't worry, man. You're going to
0: invite him one day, bro. That's right. I will. Good stuff. stuff.
1: Um, Content is king, right? Absolutely. So how do you go about making content, right? Most people that I talk to who want to get into starting to do it on a professional level Mm -hmm. get paralyzed by saying, what do I put out? Will it be good enough? Like, what are people going to think? They feel like they're going to be way more judged on it. Mm -hmm. So how do you get enough content or confidence to put the content out? Like what's that's, your mindset on Matt, that? That's, that's an
2: awesome question. There's actually probably two parts to that question. One is just not caring, not caring about what people think, right? So that judgment part that everyone thinks about, like that's really what holds people back. It's, it's really funny. I just had a sit down with an entrepreneur. She's uh, running a show, uh, like a travel show. I just talked to her yesterday and I told her she needs to make her content a little bit more authentic. And she was like, I don't, I've never shown that, that side because I don't know what my family might think or my friends might think. Like, they might not want to hear that stuff. And I was like, well, who cares what they think, right? You have your own goals, your own mission of what you're doing, so whether they are on board or not, you still have to be authentic and put out that content. Mm-hmm. So it's really about going back to not caring about what other people think about you. That's really what it comes down to. Um, and then on the other side, it's just being authentic, right? It's just putting out like, content shouldn't be overthought of, right? It's Gary Vee, again, documenting over creating, right? We just have to document. We, we produce content in our lives just naturally, just by moving throughout our day, by interacting with other people, right? It's content. It's just you're not recording it, mm-hmm. right? So if you just recorded what you were doing, it'd be interesting to somebody, right? right? So it's just, it's, you don't you can't think about it as much. You just got to put it out. You just got to put it out, so...
0: Well said. That's awesome.
1: So for everybody listening who's wondering what to do, just do it, right? Absolutely. Just get started, put something out there. And then I think you can also adjust, right? You're going to get feedback. You right. put stuff out there. You're like, hmm, it's interesting. No one cares, follows, likes, says anything about it. Maybe I'd I should switch it up. Maybe I'm boring. Up? yeah. Right? Maybe I'm boring. Maybe my content
2: sucks. Maybe I need yeah. to switch it up. And it's funny because that is the entrepreneur mindset, right? It's just about getting started, right? That's what holds people back, even in entrepreneurship, is just they don't want to start. They want to put the framework together, right? They want to have all the pieces in place, but they're not actually working. Mm-hmm.
1: They're not Execution. actually doing Exactly. Yeah. They're not I think doing he, it. So, Sina wrote a piece on it on LinkedIn, I think, right, where culture creates content, right? So if you just have a good culture, then you can document all of it, and it'll create good content. Right? That's why, three
0: Cs, man, three Cs. That's why
1: you guys will have good have good content, because you have good culture, right? So I appreciate that. Absolutely.
0: Thank right? you. You know, we, we go by the three Cs, but you, you go by the four Cs. Which is? Ours is uh, culture creates content. Yours is Chris's culture creates content. <laughs> I can't take all the credit, right? It's yours, Don't take man. all the credit. <laughs> but I'll take that.
1: <laughs> so have you had any challenges in, in get you, your organization that you work in, right, you talked about someone brought you into the business, and so you've got two sides according to where you're at, right? right, folks who brought you in, still in the business, and that you're helping build, and then people you've brought in and are working with you, and they're looking towards you as the mentor, right? Absolutely. We're going through this shift in society, accepting all this stuff we're doing, like podcasting and filming everything and, and social media, have you had pushback or had challenges or <laughs> has it been like widely accepted like you've just hit the goldmine or like how's I've, that story? I've had out?
2: so much pushback, man. It's not even funny, right? Like it's just, and you guys understand, we we're in an older industry, right? Our industry is, is an industry that we're behind in a lot of areas, right? So anytime you really try to push the envelope and push things forward, you're gonna get pushback. People that, you know, the people that I, that have mentored me Right? Give me a little bit of pushback about what I'm doing. Not, not just a little bit, right? Like they tell me that basically what I was doing or how I'm thinking about it isn't the right way, right? Because it's not the way it's been done in the past. And that, again, just comes back to me getting to a place and me understanding that I'm going to die on my own sword, right? Like I'm not going to allow somebody else their opinion or how they've built something to dictate how I'm gonna build something, even though we're in the same company. And I respect all my mentors, and I, you know, I appreciate for them for bringing me into business and coaching me and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, we have this saying in our business, we're building leaders, right? We're building leaders, we're not building followers. We're building leaders. So leaders have thoughts that they can execute on and still be successful.
0: Well said, man.
2: Right? And, I love that. And that's exactly what I do, and that's why I continue to move forward in the social media, podcasting, vlogging, all that type of stuff, because I just know that that's where it's going, mm-hmm. right? Don't take anything away from how people have built their businesses, but how I would like to build our business is going to be different. That's well said.
0: It. So you know, for some, our listeners that want to learn how to maximize prospecting, or in the case where they're agency builders, brokers building a real estate, or insurance agency, or network marketers, mm-hmm. um, you're in the you you you've mastered recruiting, and you're recruiting in the new era. I I consider you a disruptor. Um, educate us on you know maybe what are two three ways that people can recruit or leverage recruiting strategy to build their business in sure. the new era.
2: Sure. Well, I mean, I'll tell you just going back to how I got started in the business, it, I was just shaking hands, right? Just going out face-to-face prospecting, shaking hands. And I'll tell you, that is the foundation, because if you can start there, a lot of things come from that, right? Like, break down certain barriers that you have, eliminates a lot of fear. You start to learn the words of what you're saying, right? You start to become more conscious of the people and the industries around you. Like, there's lots of good things that come from shaking a hand. However, it's just, in 2018, it may be not the most efficient way to do things anymore. So now, as far as recruiting, it's really just about building a connection with the person. And then my my mindset on this is, can I get you to where you wanna be, right? You don't have to have my agenda. You don't have to have my ambition. But like, if you have a goal, if you have a vision or a dream, how can I and my business get you to where you wanna be? Right, so that's how I think about recruiting, right? I think about it like, I'm just trying to help people get to whatever their goal is i know how awesome our platform is and it can get people to where they want to go i just have to figure that out and so that's really my mindset behind it the tactics right whether it's face-to-face prospecting whether you're doing social media stuff and dming people and asking them for right if they're looking for an opportunity or your social stalking is one of the things right we we do right when you get that brand new follower or friend or whatever the case is and you just kind of watch their content and see what they're doing and then you're like oh they have a family oh they work here oh they drive a nice car then you reach out right because you know a little bit about them however you go about it those are just tactics but you have to have the mindset behind it that's that's basically what it
1: comes down to
0: that's cool all mindset man All I mindset. It. the the era of like
1: transparency that we're in although everybody's not showing everything that's happening in their life. I find that in our business of like relationship-based selling, how much easier it is to go in and have a warm-up with a potential client and say, like, I saw the new puppy. I saw your granddaughter's birthday. I saw, like, all this stuff. It's just untapped. And the world hasn't changed completely yet to where the old tactics are gone. I look at social as a method to initiate the handshake, the meeting, the sit down, it's not the full replacement of it. Absolutely, Matt. Like a hundred percent. Like it's it doesn't replace there's nothing that
2: replaces human interaction, right? It's just it's a gateway to the human
1: interaction because that's where people's attention is. Right, my first handshake might be an emoji hand, shaking your <laughs> right. emoji hand, but right. we're gonna get to it being real skin to skin. Absolutely.
0: So are you, are you having success uh, recruiting or have, have you built some relationships online using uh, social media strategy so far?
1: I'll be honest
2: with you guys, I don't go into the hardcore like DM somebody to get them into my office to recruit them. right? I'm really in a space of brand building right, and building out what it is that we do, who we are, And I still just do like a lot of the traditional, some of the face to face things. And yes, if I connect with somebody on Facebook or somebody that I think I know or we have a mutual friend, then yeah, of course, right? I'll hit them up, say, hey, if you're open for an opportunity, come down. But I'm more about brand building on social mm-hmm. and I think that's the because that's the area that most people aren't focused on.
0: And then what what brand are you focused building right now? Is it the WFG brand, the Chris no, it's uh, Muzon the, brand? It's the,
2: it's the Chris Muzon brand, Chris right? Muzon which is brand, which which happens to be that's it. what our team name which is Team United Entrepreneurs, right? So that's that's what I
0: that's what I build. Are you the founder of Team United? I am. Awesome, man. Awesome. I am. Cool. So that's uh yeah, that's 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 what we're doing.
1: Does Team United have an IG or Facebook account? It doesn't. It just goes through me. So yeah, I, I
2: haven't. Sounds like it will yet. soon. Yeah. It will soon, right? <laughs> <all good>. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea, man. Right? So,
0: so let me let me ask you, Chris. You know, you're you're clearly a, a leader and influencer, and you're doing all the right things. You've you're the founder of Team United, but you didn't join Team United. You you joined a different team, Correct. even though you're still part of that team. Correct. Um, what is the name of the team that you joined?
2: So in World Financial Group, that's the heading, sure. right? We're Team Conquer, okay, and then under that, actually Team, team Fearless, Team Fearless, and, and then, then, team, then United. team United.
0: So the question, the question I was going to line up is by you joining Team Conquer, then Team Fearless, then creating Team United. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have people on your team that are part of Team United that are now creating or have already started their own team names, and is that working as an as a value to them by branching off independent team name, or is it better for them to rally and feed the synergy behind team united even though their goal might be to start their own team because they're still working with you anyway right
2: well i encourage once people get into that space where they feel like they're a leader and it doesn't necessarily have to be that they have a title like i have right but if they feel like they're a leader they've you know they have an organization that's being built then they should have a team identity they should have an identity right because again we're building leaders not building like followers right like so that. every leader should have their own identity now if you want to be a follower that's fine right we need them we need them around and then yes you can fall into my vision you can fall under my identity and I'll shape you and mold you but if you feel like you're a leader and you want to become one if, if, if you don't feel like you are one right now you need to have an identity
1: how long did that transition take for you to have an identity? or to Yeah, to go from team, what, fearless furthest, conqueror. conqueror. Yeah, like when did you say, all right, it's time to do uh, this?
2: It was, it was about two, two years into me being in the business that we were like, hey, Team United is going to be our team name and this is how we're going to build it. This is what we're thinking about as far mm-hmm. as
1: our identity. It was about two years into the business. I think that doing that as a leader gives you a sense of like, ownership right and then you now want that name to be just deliver more and like because because the whole group now is like looked at as this name or this title i mean i know at our previous firm there were multiple people inside of our organization who had the same title as me we were both on the same mission we were part of a bigger team but then i took my team and we start we were called the dream team right at our other company we were building and doing that and it gave this sense of like dang now it's not just like my name all these people are running around with saying this name we got to become the best we got to like deliver so i, think I feel it gives the same you... way i feel the same way
2: when, when, when we start to say team united right i'm like man we we got to dominate right because everyone should know this name
1: that's when you really get that sense of like we started a brand in a brand Absolutely. right like maybe you didn't go and start your own llc for it and actually like pay rent on a new office but you still feel this identity that like we're coming together as a team 100% from from
2: every every aspect too from the team that we recruit like the type of people that we recruit or that we see in our that we want to see in our business to you know just our identity just who who we feel like we are the the values that we embody right like faith family business right that's one of the things that we always talk about right cuz that is in our lives that's our priority
1: structure right it's our faith first then our family then our then, then business Have you ever had someone that you see either compromises or you are worried will compromise those values that you've had to ask to leave, or has it never gotten to that point? It's never gotten to that
2: point, and I don't know that I would ever ask anyone to leave, but it would be be. intensive coaching, right? Right. Like just, hey, come on, you got to put this into perspective, but at the end of the day, man, I'll just be honest with you, that's their life, right? They can come in and buy into my vision all they want, but if they don't, right, they it's their consequence. It's their life that they have to deal with. I just try to regulate, obviously, what I can within my team as far as a mindset. Right?
0: You can't have cancers in your team
2: that are spreading the wrong stuff. But in general, it's their life.
0: So what, is, uh, what are the ideal, I guess, characteristics of the, of the individuals that you look for that are going to provide value to your team that you want to consider interviewing, given an opportunity to? Yeah.
2: M- mostly, we have a saying called macho. So married over the age of 25 with kids as a homeowner. Have an occupation where they make over sixty grand a year, household income, right? So that's that's like on the surface, kind of. If I know you could probably be a good fit for what it is we're doing, just because you have those five criteria, right? But outside of that, there's some interpersonal things that I that I look for, right? And we kind of talked about this a little bit off 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 uh, air, Matt, but um, literally just really looking for people that embody some of the things that I embody. Right or that have a sales background or have overcome some challenges in their life or have made six figures and have been successful or have the entrepreneurial mindset. Right, I'm looking for some of those things. Are you are you a giver? Right, that's that was my word of the year in uh, 2016 or 17. That's cool. Was giver. Right. So are you a giver or is it about me, me, me? Right. We talked about that. Mm -hmm. Like when people sit down in front of you and they're like, Well, how much am I gonna make this week? right like how much am i going to do how how are you going to pre- are
1: you just taking from me or are you trying to give and that's those are a couple things i look for pretty good stuff i think it's uh it people want to all believe they have those things it's our job to sort of sift through and make sure that they're not a uh, putting the facade up, right? And then they really embody those things. Absolutely, but you'll find out really quickly from people. You find out really quick.
0: So Chris, be, being in your role in a successful entrepreneur or business builder, what's been maybe the top two or three greatest challenges that you uh, continue to overcome? Or, or maybe what's number one?
2: Number one, it's it's just to get into the entrepreneur mindset, right? Because defo- I feel like my default and most of our defaults is employee mindedness, which, right, it just there's lots of things that come with that where you can't transition to thinking about your business properly or executing properly if you're thinking like an employee right just from what you're investing into your business as from a money standpoint or time um, standpoint things like that if you're not thinking of your business like an, an entrepreneur it's a struggle it's a struggle to motivate yourself or like get up when right you get knocked down or Right, in our industry, when you get a charge back or something crazy happens or somebody quits on you, like how do you then bounce back up? Right. It's it's the mindset, it's making sure that you just are always aware that like this is where I'm headed, I'm on top of my game, let's just keep doing this. Right? It's just about getting after it. That's been like the biggest transition for me because I wasn't
1: I wasn't always an entrepreneur, right? And I think that's what most people struggle with, is just that day to day day to day man you find yourself more in offense or defense thinking reacting to the world around you and moving around or are you pushing and making the move now it's offense three four years ago it was defense right because again
2: when you're employee minded you're naturally on the defense right you naturally are and you have to figure out how do you switch that so that now you're just playing offense Mm -hmm. right the world's our oyster we could
1: have anything we want once you start to think that Right. You play offense yeah and like any good team, right if you're like sports like you you have to have some of both right, right? and absolutely the, the saying though that's always talked about right defense wins championships and stuff, right yeah. And so that's where it changes a little bit, I guess as being an entrepreneur like we gotta be able to have defense but if we're playing offense right, we won't have a lot of defense situations because we're just we're controlling the whole game. absolutely. I heard Gary Vee
2: talk about that. he said, I'm trying to win the game like 138 to 120, right? Like, right. it's not like a low scoring game where we're just playing defense. Right. It's like, I'm just trying to play offense, so we're gonna win and we're gonna put up 150 points, mm-hmm. right? I don't care if the other team puts up 130, they're gonna put up less than me because we're gonna win, but we're just playing offense.
1: It's such a common theme, you got that, Andy a 100 to zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grant Cardone, 10x, everything's gotta be like that far ahead and 10x, and so it, it's, uh, it's always refreshing to see people where you're at behind where we're at coming to where we're gonna be and then this ultra successful all have the same message.
0: Absolutely. Well said, man. So Chris, uh, I got a question for you. There's there's a young guy or gal out there that is in a job, they're in a grind, they hate it, they got this vision, they got this plan, they wanna build their own business. What's your words, words of advice to them? Start.
2: Start? Start, right? Like that's it, it's just, it's just do it, right? If you already have a plan, a vision, and like you know what industry you wanna be in, if you have those things, you just have to go do it. Just go do just it, Just go put it together. Just Mo- go do it. But the problem is, you know, most people that we see don't have the vision. They don't have the plan. Like, they don't know. They just say, I hate my job. And they stop there. It's like, okay, that's fine. But then what are you going to do about it? What are you good at? What are your talents? What are your skills? How, mu- how much do you want to make? Do you just want to replace your income? Are you Are trying to be a millionaire? Like, what are you trying to do with this thing? That's where people get confused, and they're like... Oh, I I don't know. I don't know what to do. And then you have to coach them through getting them a vision of what does the perfect life look like 20 years from now? And if they could start to see what that looks like for them, then we work backwards and say, okay, well, this could get you there. But if they already have the vision, seeing that, like if they already have it and they have the plan, you just got to get started.
0: That's cool. I'll I'll tell you, Chris, you said 20 years from now, which uh, I seldomly hear going that far out. So I'm going to, I might put you on the spot, but it sounds Mm -hmm. like you're prepared for this. What does life look like for the Chris Muzon family in 20 years?
2: Well, that's awesome that you asked that, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> right? We, my wife and I have always talked about being retired by the time we're 45, right? And, the, and retired in our world is working, like, only working if we want to work, right? It's not that we're just going to kick back and, like, do nothing. But, like, money is never an issue. Like, we never have to worry about working ever again if we don't want to, right? So that's one of the biggest things on our mind is, hey, we got to make x amount of dollars until before we get to 45 have x amount saved so that we can make sure that we're retired we want to be able to we're again family is important to us so we want to make sure we're spending all the time that we want to with our family ideal life 20 years from now right i'm in my 50s right so it's tough to fast forward but we're gonna have right our legacy home we don't know where it's going to be but probably in a beachy area because my wife loves the beach right and just living life on our terms we will we will have multiple businesses because at the end of the day now that we're entrepreneur minded we know that we're going to have businesses right wfg and where we're at right now is not going to get us to exactly where we want to be in that status so we're going to build it here and this will be our cash cow before we can start to delve into other businesses and diversify so that'll be important and then just, again, living, living life the way that we want to, right? Our kids, wherever they want to go to school or wherever they're at in their life, right? That they're happy, that they're healthy, right? That they, you know, love God, right? All those type of things. We just want to live our perfect life. We want to live our ideal life. My wife loves to travel. I already told her she's probably going to, like, leave me for, like, months at, uh, on end and go travel because that's what she wants to do. And I'm like, that's fine. But we just want to be in that place where we have everything that we ask for
1: awesome. I love that you brought up the 20 year thing because I'll always look for the shameless like plug or to talk about it. But I, you'll see me tag things 2037 mindset. January 1st, 2017, I made a decision to be my last New Year's resolution. And the resolution was a 20 year vision. So I started just documenting and putting down myself like a list of things I wanted and what I think life should look like in 2037 with the permission to let it evolve. Because I try to think of it as like this land that's 20 years away and I'm on this path. But as I get closer, my ability to see like the land of Oz, right? It starts to look different the closer that you get. It was just this little dot on the map far away. And so I'm just always thinking of every year not as that year's compartmentalized goal. But whatever I accomplished was just chipping away at the big picture. I have found it so freeing and motivating to not be worried about, hey, my goal in 20. 16 was to make or 17 was to make a million dollars I didn't make a million dollars but I did make more money than I ever had made and I chipped away at what the ultimate goal was and so the 20 year thing man 2037 mindset is where I'm at and everyone I think needs to have their 20 whatever year mindset and just work towards it you're 100% right Matt you're 100% right well that's what
2: that's what differentiates us those that are successful entrepreneurs, we have a long-term mindset. Right. And it's okay not to know what it
1: looks like because no one can see that far. Exactly.
2: But you have to have some
0: type of vision. Mm-hmm. Right? You have to have something that you're you're aiming towards because otherwise you don't know which way you're going. Well so. said. Well said. Well, gentlemen, I definitely value and appreciate the time. You heard it right there from Chris Muzan. It's all about having the right vision, the right mindset. This is your boy, Sina Azari, CEO accredited out there on Instagram, Twitter. I'm looking forward to connect with you guys. Good looking out to uh, the people's advisor, Matt Franchina, Chris, for visiting with us today. And the words of wisdom, just quickly wanted to share with you guys, uh, looking forward to seeing you, Chris, at the Disrupt Tour. Hopefully, you join us out there at Disruptive Innovation. And uh, this segment's been brought to you by Excel Testing. Those of you guys that are looking to get licensed out there, XCELtesting.com. Thank you guys for the support. And it's going down at Hotel Pasea, June 1st, DisruptTour.com. Chris moves on. Be safe out there, man. been a pleasure. Thank you guys. Thank you. I appreciate you guys.